This is Mike Rallman from the Be Our Guest Podcast, and you're listening to the Run, Eat, Drink Podcast. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink Podcast. We feature destination races from across the country, and after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back-of-the-packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey, welcome to episode 110 of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. I'm your host, Amy. And I am your co-host, Dana. Welcome to another episode that has not one, but two fantastic interviews. This is a magical episode of sorts. Yes. Because this week we were supposed to be at Disney running the Star Wars Rival Run weekend. Yes, doing the 10K on Friday, doing the half on Sunday. Sadly, that didn't happen. Yeah. So instead... We decided, since we couldn't go to Disney, we were going to bring some Disney to you. And we did so with two amazing interviews. The first being a fantastic time with your buddy and fellow podcaster, Mike Rallman. You know that Mike Rallman is the host of the BR Guest Podcast, along with Pam Forrester and Ricky. She, the, the three of them are so fantastic. They have no idea how many times they've accompanied us in road trips heading to and from Disney, as <laughs> well as down to the Keys when you have a long drive, and we have learned so much from them. It is the ultimate trip planning podcast. Yeah. Disney trip planning podcast. Yeah, if you're heading to Disney, it's must-listen podcast material. Yes, and Mike is also an agent at... The, tr- the travel agency is called the Magic for Less Travel, and he is a senior travel agent there. Pam owns that travel agency, and they know how to plan a Disney trip right. Yeah, so if you're looking for all the ins and outs, these guys know them, and they're willing to share them on their show. Yeah, so we link to the show and to the Magic for Less Travel website in the show notes today. But Mike is also a runner and a avid fan of Run Disney. He is. He has done Dopey. I cannot remember how many times. The Dopey Challenge in January, which is the 5K, 10K, half, and full marathon over Walt Disney World's marathon weekend. That's Wow. He is a runner. Mm, fast. Fast, huh? Yeah. Well, he, he's certainly dopey. I, I don't know that I could do those <laughs> those distances back to back to back. And that is a compliment. That is a compliment. Yeah, to, to be a dopey runner is just, oh my God, that is impressive. It is. So that is the tie-in for us. Of course, this was our, our preempted Disney week. But Mike came on the show and did a fantastic interview with us talking about some running memories and tips about food. Yes. On the property. He helps us bring some of Run Disney home. But for the drink portion, there's more. You happened to find a coffee roastery. Imagine that. Uh Uh-huh. That has Disney-themed coffee, tea, and cocoa that helps us to bring some of the flavor and the magic back home right in our cups. Yes. Expedition Roasters, their proprietor, it it makes me think of like Big Thunder Mountain Railroad when I say that, but that is his title. He came on the show with us, Eric Cantor. And I think their website says it best when they say they combine premium handcrafted coffees with art and story to create themed coffees that just put you right back in the Disney parks. So 
We have two amazing interviews lined up for you guys. We're going to dive right into them and bring some Disney magic home with this week's episode. So, without further ado, here is the host of the Be Our Guest podcast, a dopey runner, an awesome guy, Mike Rallman. So let's get into the run segment of our show today. And actually, let's get into all the segments of our show, the run, the eat, and the drink. Well, Dana. If, if we're going to be talking about Disney or enjoying some, <sighs> some Star Wars and some Disney when we can't be there, I, know. I think this is going to be a good way to, to, to scratch all three itches. Yes, and we have a very special guest to do just that. We have been listening to the Be Our Guest podcast for many years. We are humongous fans of the Be Our Guest podcast, of Mike, of Ricky, of Pam. This gentleman has planned trips for us through the Magic for Less travel. He is an expert number one travel agent, and he is a master podcaster, as well as a an incredible dopey runner who knows things all run Disney. We are so lucky to have Mr. Mike Rallman with us on the show today. Sir, welcome. I'm looking around the studio here. You're gushing about somebody. I can't find him. I'm looking. I'm, oh, I, it's me? you. Oh, it is totally well, you. I, I just like talking Disney and booking trips and, uh, you know, running when I can. So that's oh. kind of triple, triple threat. We we love running, eating, and drinking Disney, and we know that you are an expert for all three. I do like all three. Yes, and someday we will actually meet up at a run Disney race in person. Yeah, that's got to happen. Yeah. So. Yeah, we and I think anybody would take an excuse to be at a Disney park right about now. We're oh going to make it happen. Yes. And I, I think we can we can make it happen a little bit virtually this weekend because we we were registered for the fifth anniversary of the Star Wars races, no matter what they're called. I know they've been called, what, the dark side? Dark side, the light side, the rival run. The rival run this year before they were canceled. Have you done those races Mike, I have, I've done two uh, Star Wars weekends and really, really enjoyed them. But it's always for me kind of a balance between I always do marathon weekend and mm-hmm. then I have between Princess or Star Wars. And for once, I made the right choice this year. I got to run Princess. Uh-huh. <laughs> you, yeah, that's the last I, one they ran. <laughs> yes, exactly. I got lucky there. But uh, yeah, I really enjoy the Star Wars races. They're just a ton of fun, especially if you're any kind of Star Wars fan, which I'm a huge Star Wars fan. But the, the timing just worked out this year better for Princess. Oh, yeah. The, the guy sitting right next to me right now is the, is the ultimate in Star Wars fandom. And we, we, were, we were so sad. And we know that we have a lot of listeners who got that email and won't be running this weekend. So we wanted to bring some Run Disney memories to our podcast community. So a little bit about your running history with Run Disney. How did you get into it? I just, uh, I've been running the Run Disney races for over a decade. I think I ran my first one in 2008, 2009, something like that. And uh, I was just ran the half marathon. And back then I didn't train. I just, (laughs) it was an excuse to go to Walt Disney World uh, in January because we'd always go every summer. And I would go down, that would be my one run of the year, would be my 13 mile run uh, down there. And back then I used to drive. So it was a very long drive home because I would be so sore by the time I hit Georgia and I still had to get back to St. Louis that I could hardly get out to get gas because, you know, if you only do it once a year and you're pretty sore after running 13 miles real slow and slugging through it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I I did that a couple times, a few times. And then uh, we have with the podcast, we had a a gentleman named Mike Bankhead been on the show. I loved his show. did with you guys. He talked about his journey and uh, how he had, you know, used – uh, running is a, is a way to it's almost like therapy for his family to c- overcome some personal challenges they had with their health. Yeah. And um, I thought, well, that's that's something. I mean, he's he's going through harder times than I am and he's using run, running to, to improve his life. And so I thought I would give it a shot. And it's been that way ever since, you know, I've, I've run, run, run and enjoyed it and made friends. And 
the rest is history. Just done a ton of races and uh, just made, you know, li- uh, friends and uh, memories for a lifetime. How did you first decide to do a marathon? Because I've heard you on your show say you you had thought of yourself in the past as never wanting to do that. No, I hated it. I was an athlete in high school. I, I pitched for the baseball team. Um, I played hockey, uh, basketball. I played some football. But the thing was, running was always a punishment. You know, like if you, you know, like if you did something wrong or made an error and you said a cuss word or something, you know, you had to, we had to run, we had to run a mile for every letter in the, the phrase that we Ooh. happened to So running was always a punishment. During tryouts, you had to run two miles in 18 minutes or else they said you were automatically cut from the teams, Ooh. stuff like that. They always held running over your head and hated running, which was ironic because before that I was actually after that I was a speed skater around the country, but running was totally different. Um, a marathon is just something that was, you know, seemed unattainable. Like people that ran marathons, it seemed, you know, they were the folks that are looking at qualifying for the Olympics or, mm. you know, doing something that is almost superhuman. 26 miles is incredible because I, I hated running one or two. But the thing was, I think Run Disney made it more accessible with the Galloway method and Jeff mm. Galloway so positive and, you know, affirming that it's okay to walk some, you know, you don't have to run a full 26.2. You can run, walk, run, walk, you know, and do all that. And when I found that, I found that it was, it was much easier to attain longer distances. And as somebody who was approaching 40, you know, that time where you're an athlete, when you're in your teens, your twenties, you know, all of a sudden you're getting to be 40, you need to have some kind of a a goal and to show yourself that you're not over the hill, you know, that you're, Mm -hmm. you're still, if you know, it was to say that you ran a marathon at that point, that gave me something to look forward to. And with the run, walk, run, because I did that for my first three marathons, it was it was just a special time. And it gave me, like I said, an excuse to rally around a lot of people that were, you know, taking on the same challenge. And uh, we all met it together. So I, I can't believe I did still. But it was and anybody can do it. That's the thing. It's very attainable. It's not that superhuman thing. Anybody can do it. You just got to put one foot in front of the other and just keep going this for is- a long time. This is a good pep talk, and I, I've, I, I've thought about doing a marathon for. Oh my god, I can't. The better part of the decade that we've been running, you've talked yes. about it. We trained yes. one year together yep. for marathon weekend, and this is, uh, this was that week we caught the flu, and yeah. we ended up having to bail on the race and that was during a time where run disney was very adamant about uh, no refunds no no deferrals yeah Oof. well but, but that you did that we trained that one year for it yeah but so since you, then it's been just half marathons yeah so just half marathons but we're well i, I like you i got into the chicago lottery Yes. And so depending on what happens in the fall, I am going to use that Galloway run, walk, run method to successfully achieve that goal, hopefully in Chicago. So, so I'll tell you, you know, in either way, you know, whether you're doing Galloway, you're straight out running, even if you walk the 26.2 miles for the majority of the race, you know, it's not like a steady back and forth. When you cross that line, that's something special. So it, 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 I've never run a, a marathon outside of a, a run Disney event. So mm. kind of excited for that, too. I hope it does happen. It's yeah. kind of up there right now. But, uh, yeah. yeah, we'll see. It'll be, it'll be it, it's a great day when you cross that line for 26-2. It's, it's incredible. I mean, because it doesn't get old. You know, I've done it now six, seven times. And every time when you see that finish line, you're like, holy cow. I, you know, yeah. I, God, I made another one. You know, it's so special. And for your first one, there's just nothing like it. That's exactly what Jeff says. It's like there's only 1% of the population that ever does it or mm-hmm. some some weird number like that. He was on our show last week and he was talking about all of the benefits that running can can provide to you. What was your first marathon experience like at Disney? I'll never forget it. I have a picture right here uh, that I got my medal all framed. That's the only race I've ever had like the medal framed and you know, the stuff you get at the expo, all that stuff with your little mini bib and the picture crossing the finish line, all that stuff. And it was 2015. And uh, I, you know, a lot of folks lately have that I've noticed have been doing, you know, a challenge is their first marathon, whether, you know, they, they, they have their first marathon as part of a goofy or a dopey challenge. I wanted to spread that out. I wanted to celebrate just becoming a marathoner. So I only did the marathon that year in 2015 because I didn't know if I'd make it. You know, I was a little nervous and I just wanted to have that as the focus. And 
you know, it's one of those things when you have never done it before, you really do doubt yourself. Even though I'd done many half marathons, I had trained up to 23 or 24 miles uh, before that, about three weeks out. Mm. I knew I could probably make it. But the thing is running and everybody listening today knows that running is more mental than it is physical is that. You know, you start to, the doubts creep in when you get to mile 17, mile 18, because you're like, I'm further than I normally am. You know, I'm kind of in that danger zone. Can I, can't I? Mm. Eight or nine miles to go. And as runners, we know what eight or nine miles feels like, how long it takes, you know, the wear and tear puts on our bodies. But, you know, once I made it through ESPN, I knew I was going to get home. I was going to make it to the finish line and and no place better than like run Disney races because you have encouragement. Luckily, we have a community built around us, people on the course, Mm. people you know, or all over the place. So, uh, yeah, I'll never forget that day. 2015, January, never, never forget it. Did you cross that first finish line with a margarita? I have never crossed a marathon without a margarita, marathon finish line without a margarita. It's, it's a tradition. Yes. It's, it's, uh, I've got a hundred percent, uh, finish line margarita in my hand and it was doubtful this past year because they changed the course on us to make it a little bit more difficult, but I, I still overcame that obstacle and made it happen. So I was a little worried. So that's, that's fantastic. What, are, where do you pick that up from? Or does somebody get it for you? Well, so we've had fun stories with this. Well, so the, the marathon until this year always ran through world showcase. And so you ran, you came in the back of world, you came back uh, in the international gateway and then you ran through world showcase and you went out to the right of spaceship earth there by the restrooms and out to the parking lot. Yep. So that was easy because you ran by Mexico. And so my buddy Scott and I, we've done dopey together. I did a dopey with Scott and my daughter. Uh, she ran her first marathon. So we've that year, we just, there was a long line at the margarita stand in Mexico, but we just said, marathoners coming through, Mar-, and people just like parted like the Red Sea. They let us go to the front of the line because there's a lot, there's a lot. We, it took us a while that year. So there was a long line by the time we got there, but they didn't care. They just let us go right to the front of the line, order our margaritas, and we we're out of there, the frozen ones. But um, this past year, we, they changed the course. He went out. Uh, of world showcase by China. So you didn't even get Ooh. close to, to Mexico, something, and oh man, what the, and, and this year I was running by myself. So I was going a little bit faster. So I got there a little bit before world showcase opened. And, um, so I was like, I, I got to do this. So I just, and you know, the people are like on the side of the course as we bent there by China. And I just ran right off the course, right through a crowd of people. And everybody's looking at me like, this guy doesn't know where he's going. You know, he's, he's, he doesn't even know he's supposed to turn right and go backstage. He's just heading on, you know, towards spaceship earth. Maybe he's got fast pass. I don't know. So we ran random Mexico, the margarita stand still closed. I mean, nobody in sight. So I went to the counter service restaurant and they were getting ready for the day, you know, like they were preparing yeah. for lunch. And I told them, I'm like, I, you know, got to have a margarita. Man. I, the machines, I can see they're frozen right now. So the girl, you know, she was kind and, and you know, Jimmy, I didn't get it for free. I paid her. I have my magic band on. So, you know, got my margarita. Then I ran, you know, I had to run right back up World Showcase Promenade, part the people again, get back on the course. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, go, you know, like, oh, this guy's got it figured out. So. Yeah, that's what we did. And then when I came back in, I got my second one. It was I cheered everybody else to finish. <laughs> Those are, yeah. that is a memorable way to finish a marathon. And what a great ah. cast compliment moment. Too. Oh, I'm sure. Yes, for real. Saving the day, saving the year. <laughs> yeah. Now, do I also understand that you have memories of actually riding attractions during races? Oh, yeah. That's, again, Run Disney gives you the opportunity to do some fun stuff. So uh, one of the big attractions that most people will try to ride if you can during the uh, the marathon I've done a couple times is Expedition Everest. Oh. Because it was usually – now, they changed the course this past year, which I liked it better this past year, by the way. But you used to hit Everest at mile 13, right, about 13 or 14. So you would get there right as the park was opening if you're not ultra fast. And so you would just hop off the course, get in line. Uh, my buddy Scott and I, this was a different year. We got pretzels and, and Cokes uh, <laughs> got in line. So we ate a pretzel and a Coke while we waited in line to ride. Oh got on, got our picture, rode the ride. And it looks really great on like your Garmin or your you know Apple Watch or your yeah. Run Keeper because it looks like you're going really fast. Um, so we did that. We rode that. It was fun. But this a couple of years ago, now this past year, I didn't get to ride a ride. The girl wouldn't let me in. But the year before that, I did Rock and Roller Coaster, which was oh. even about 23. So you're almost there. You're just having a blast. But I was, nobody went in with me. I was by myself. And uh, 
you know, I didn't have anybody with me. So everybody's looking around. I mean, they put the, the girl, let me go through the, uh, the fast pass line. I, I was like, can I go through single? I should just go through fast pass. It'll be faster. I was like, yes. So I go in, you know, like they're doing a little pre-show and I'm standing there, but I was kind of looking around at me like this guy smells bad. He's got a dip. <laughs> He's sweaty. You know what? So then I sit next to a guy that doesn't even speak English because they put me or some by myself. I got to drive by somebody. He's just like grinning and everybody around me is like, are, are you in the race? I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm in the race. You know, I'm just having a little fun. They're like, well, aren't you supposed to be out there? I'm like, yeah, I will. Once it's over. But yeah, you get the, you get the retraction photos with your bib on and it, it's, it's a good time. I mean, that's, that's the whole thing. I mean, you're not there to get a time. You're not there no. to, uh, to beat anybody. You're just there to, to cross the line and celebrate that you're having a good time. Yeah, that, and everybody oh. should get yeah, that's actually something we always try to stress to people is that Run Disney is really about the experience. And if you go there with that in mind, as opposed to trying to get that PR, you're going to have so much more fun, regardless of which race you do. Oh, 100%. And uh, there, there's so many opportunities for that. You know, one of the things that I love doing, especially on Marathon Sunday, just to kind of, you know, pass the five hours, four and a half, five hours that you're out there, is the folks that come out and make awesome signs. You know, oh. like, I appreciate them being out there. So I like to take selfies with, like, the best signs. So I'll try to get, you know, 10 or 12 throughout the day and, uh, you know, thank them for coming out and thank them for the creativity. So, mm. I really like the ones that are kind of related to the news of the moment. Like a couple of years ago, there were some Steve Harvey signs, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, finish line's right there. Oh, my bad. It's not. <laughs> you know, like, oh, oh, yeah. oh my bad. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Because when you look back at your pictures years later, you can kind of remember that, oh, that was a funny sign because of the circumstances of the time. So, yeah. who knows? The signs will be like this next year. Uh, we oh. have some material, possibly. I don't know. <laughs> Can you only imagine? <laughs> like, I, I think we've gotten some. Like, out in California, when they used to do the the light side Star Wars, it was like uh, run like you stole the Death Star. Plans. It was right after they released Rogue One. Yeah, and the young lady was dressed like Jin Erso, holding that sign, and it had. Grand Moff Tarkin's face on it and said that it was the best. In fact, I, I got a picture with her for yes. that one. Well, he and did. He's faster. It, it's fun for the racers, but I think also it kind of shows appreciation because I've gone out and watched, you know, folks run in distances where I'm not not typically running if I'm not doing a dopey or something. And mm-hmm. to be honest, like we're standing there that long because you got to get up super early for these races. Like the, the people who get out there and cheer, they're working just as hard as the runners in many cases because mm-hmm. it's well, they're standing still. They've made the signs. They're bringing Twizzlers for us sometimes. So yeah, I like to appreciate those people who take the time to come out and cheer because that's uh that's not easy. Absolutely, that is so true. I mean, there are so many moments that we could talk about. There's, but you know, this past year at Wine and Dine, I almost had an opportunity to ride uh, the Tower of Terror. The Tower of Terror. I thought, am I gonna go for? A PR, and normally you don't, like you said. Normally, but I was like, "Oh, but but I'm I'm faster than I've ever been before. Do I do it? What do I do?" And I definitely think that you're right. It's one of those experiences that if if you have the shot, I mean, if I had it to do over again, I might have ridden the ride. You, she went for she went for the PR, <laughs> but I, I get it because I was um, this past. That was always over princess that I was looking at, I was starting to do the calculations and I thought I could, you know, go under two hours for my half. Yeah. And so I was thinking, oh, yeah, cause I never, you know, uh, but I was by, again, no, I was, went down by myself. I wasn't running with anybody. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I could make it. I could make it. But I, I had an ill, uh, ill-timed uh, restroom break and I went 202. So oh, <laughs> I was like, so close. It killed me. Yeah. Cause you know, then I was like, cause I mean, I don't know if I'm ever going to run a sub two uh, again, you know, it's one of those things like yeah. that's. Uh, the, the years are catching up and uh, those times are going away. So it's the it's same thing, though. You got to make the call like, do I, don't I? I yeah. got a good run. Because the thing is, at Run Disney events, I get so I get so pumped up that I'll run a way faster pace than I will back home. Yeah. And then I get caught up in it. Because, you know, if you got music, you got people cheering, you got bands playing for you. It's like, it's awesome. Characters you know, get, in the choir. Yeah. Awesome <laughs> stuff. So you cross a finish line with the margarita. So basically you're doing the running and then you have the, the drinking portion at the, at the finish line there. Yes. But I feel like we need to talk about food. 
Yeah. Now, when you get up there for a race weekend, you come in ahead of the first race day, obviously. Is there a particular place or dish or or both that you like to go for pre-race carbo loading or, you know, kind of to, to get you in the the Disney spirit, the Disney mood? So for marathon weekend, when I'm down there with so many of our, our race, uh, teammates, we tend to go to Olivia's and I get my favorite meal at Walt Disney world, which is the buttermilk chicken. Oh. And I know it's not like a pasta or anything. I just, I, I, I'm not a big believer in you got to eat pasta before you run. I mean, I run every morning. So if I, uh, you know, subscribe to that theory, I'd be having pasta my entire life and that's <laughs> pasta, but I, I you like say that like it's a bad thing. No, it's the pasta's okay. I mean, I gotta have my Mexican. I gotta have my chicken. You yes. know, so right there I, with yes. you. And, and I like the atmosphere because over to Olivia's, we typically will get a group of us sit out on the patio. Um, you know, get a drink or two, uh, have a meal because you know we'll have we'll have a margarita or something. You know, some kind of drink before even the night before a race, just to just to relax and uh, enjoy some good friends, good food out on the patio, great environment, and uh, just kind of set us up for the weekend. You know, it's it's that's typically where we go to have our first meal marathon weekend. Now, if I'm down solo, it's just kind of what's handy. I had, um, mm. I, I called it like a Chipotle bowl from, uh, El Mercado del Coronado at, uh, Coronado Springs. Mm-hmm. This oh, past that's great. Because stuff. it was too easy. We and it was super, it, it was nice. Oh, I love that place. Yeah, it's great. Yes. And I don't think I'll, I, I, I'll always refer to it as pepper market. It would be so hard to call it the oh, right yeah. name, but I know my brain twists every time I think about it. I'm like it's a pepper market. It's a pepper market. No, it's not. <laughs> and I think that the chicken at Olivia's and that's at old Key West, right? It is. Yes. That, that, that comes with what mashed potatoes. Yep. And uh, green beans, I think. So that's carbo loading. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, eating a pound. We did, yeah. I mean, it is, but we, but we did this past time. We did, I forgot we did go to because it was dopey. So I think before the marathon, we went to, um, uh, oh gosh, now the name's uh, Mama Melrose, and it was a good meal. We actually did have pasta and had a, a nice meal there. So you can do it that way too. That's a good hidden place. It's easy to get an ADR over there. Is to, it? Uh, oh, oh, yeah. An advanced dining reservation. Totally. Uh, so what what pasta dish over there do you recommend? I think that night I just had the lasagna. I'm a lasagna guy. If they have lasagna on the menu, yeah. can't go wrong, you know. And, and that's in Hollywood Studios. That is, so. and it's tucked away. It's right near uh, Galaxy's Edge now. So love that location. Oh, Galaxy's Edge. Oh, maybe they'll let us run through there when they start the races again. I maybe because they let us through Pandora that one year. So yeah. I, I would say no, but I mean, maybe not. I didn't expect we'd ever run through Pandora because it's kind of tight and, mm. you know, not, not real level. It doesn't seem like the safest place to run before before the sun comes up. But they mm. let us. That was awesome. It can be really slick, but yeah, it, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. So and Especially at sun or right after sunrise in the yeah. morning, the time of morning, it's like you're there. It's yeah. amazing. Beautiful. So that's pre-race food. Yes, that's pre-race food. Let's talk, or let's talk post-race recovery food. Mike. Yeah. What do you do? Like, are you a go back to the hotel and you know just crash, or do you go back to the hotel for a bit and then hit the park, or what? 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 What do you do after post-race? It varies. Uh, you know, I usually when I'm running with folks, we kind of just uh, decide on stuff. Sometimes we'll just go to immediately. You know, we'll go back, kind of clean up head over to maybe the magic kingdom and take our medals, get our pictures and maybe mm. grab some Casey's. The thing for me over marathon weekend is I'm hungrier on the Monday than the oh. day of the marathon. It takes me about 24 hours for the, like where you're going to eat everything in sight to kick in. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So Monday I'm tearing stuff up Sunday after the race. I'm not as hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll just, you know, have something like corn dog nuggets from Casey's mm. or, you know, the, the, uh, fajitas or something from uh, Pecos Bills or something like that. And then, but then on the Monday, I'll want to go someplace like a trails end or like a homecoming or someplace where it's like real substantial. I mean, just comfort food, uh, stuff like that. Cause that's, that's kind of, again, you know, with the Olivia's, I like that comfort food, just the, the simple stuff, but, Mm -hmm. uh, done well. And the buffets, the day after the marathon, uh, I get my get my my money's worth on those. Oh, I was yeah. going to say, I think your southern is showing with some of your choices there, and that's okay. I I grew yeah. up southern, so I'm southern. I was and listen, if I had to, you know how on the BR guest podcast you had some questioning that like you had three things and 
only one state or the other two must go, that kind of scenario. If you had to choose between Olivia's and homecoming, what would you choose? You know, it's a good question. I would actually probably take Olivia's for the environment because the food is similar and I have enough on the menu there that I can still be happy. Now, homecoming has great food and especially if you've ever done the Sunday brunch. Mm. That, that is an experience. The the Hallelujah Biscuit, it's called, is my favorite uh, thing over there. Homecoming's awesome. I mean, I would never want to get rid of that. But Olivia's, I, I just love the environment and the yeah. food is amazing. And the staff is so kind. You know, they don't have very big turnover. They remember you. So, yeah, Aww, Olivia's. Like, that's always good. Yeah, when you feel like you're eating with family and friends. I think it makes a difference, too, when you find yeah. those those dining spots there that are actually like you said, not a lot of turnover. They're almost career spots for, for some of these folks and they, and they get to know you over your repeated visits. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Now I, we must talk about the drinking portion before we let you go. If you still have the time. No, sure. We, uh, so we've run, we've eaten. We know that you cross the finish line with a margarita. That's tradition. But if you were going to have a post-race beverage in the parks or on the Disney property or to celebrate that, how many dopies have you done so far? I think I've done five or six. Five or six. To to celebrate that seventh dopey, what what would you do? You know, the thing is, as ironic as it sounds, I'm not really a big drinker. I only have a drink when I'm at Walt Disney World or maybe on the cruise line. We have we have group cruises that we do with the podcast and we'll do a mixology class uh, nice. for, our, for our people traveling with us. We'll do tequila tastings. Ooh. So I'm not I don't know a whole lot of drinks. I just have margaritas for the most part. You know, I have a good frozen margarita or, you know, some other like we'll go to Okava and have, you know, maybe a a mango margarita, but I, yeah, I, I don't drink beer, so I'm not, I'm not, I just don't like the taste of it. Yeah. I'll have a Coke zero. I, I drink a ton of Coke zero, but, uh, yeah, give me a good margarita and I'm happy. But, uh, yeah, the, the finish line margarita is the best ever. I can tell you that it just it, nothing better, especially if it's frozen because you're hot. <laughs> so La Cava del Tequila, like the right there in Mexico, in Mexico. at Epcot. Yes. Inside yes. the plane, the little small that bar. That place is great. Yeah. It's amazing. It's just uh, it's just got a cool environment to it, and you know, get a jalapeno margarita. I know it sounds weird, but it tastes really good, or a mango, something like that. And your, oh, yeah. Uh, your, that yeah. chips and queso is fantastic too. Oh my if you've goodness! Never had that. I highly recommend it. Yeah, yeah. I've never I... met queso I didn't like. So. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, well, you, uh, you talk about a margarita flight from somewhere on the property. Oh, it's gone. Is it? it? Yes, they oh. had. Uh, Amazing uh, margarita flights over at uh, Maya Grill at Coronado. And we, I mean, we over the years have worn those things out. They're so good. There's a guy plays uh, soft jazz on the guitar, uh, walks around. We're, We're pretty much friends with him at this point. But they they changed their menu in the past year and they've taken away a lot of the things that we like. Now, they still have some good items. We've we've been there a couple times since, but that was one of the things that is no longer available. They have margaritas, but they don't have the margarita flight, which was outstanding so you just got to look other places We're, we'll find one but uh yeah, yeah. no longer my girl Aww. but there was a sangria flight somewhere uh maybe at coronado springs that i had heard of i don't Poss- know that would be yeah. probably sure. a probable location for that so yeah. sounds like it yeah you could look into that oh, yeah where's your favorite place to stay when you run disney Wow. I, I'm a huge fan of Coronado and that's uh, because of the dining, because of the location, because of the tower. Now I stayed at, I stayed in the tower for princess. That was great. But also uh, I tend to go to pop century, especially if I'm down for a race just by myself. Mm. Uh, decent value. The Skyliner can't be beat. You can meet at the studios in Epcot within 10 minutes of uh, being at your resort, especially getting back. Like after if you stay to see Fantasmic or, uh, at the end of the night at, at Epcot, you don't have to battle the crowds at the bus corrals. Uh, you can just get on the Skyliner, boom, you're back to your hotel room. Mm. So Pop Century, really, really high rated for a race weekend. But if you want to go a little bit nicer, Coronado Springs. Well, I have to say, you as a travel agent for the Magic for Less Travel, you helped us plan our our wedding anniversary trip to Pop Century last summer. 
And that place, that is awesome. We had never stayed there in yeah. all of our years of driving up to Disney on the weekends, which by the way, you've been the third passenger in the car. You and the crew have <laughs> yes. been the, have been the backseat passengers in the car more times than you will ever know. Yeah. And, and have kept us company and entertained and getting in the mood to go for that three hour drive mm-hmm. for the last almost 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. You know, my dad worked in radio growing up, so I always wanted to work in radio, too. And I always thought, how cool would that be to be like in the car with somebody? So there you go. You're making my dreams come true. That's pretty sweet. I appreciate that. Well, you made our dreams come true on that that particular trip. And it's it's the magic for less dot com. It is. And you can get a free no obligation quote. And if they if they mention your name, then you you could help them plan a run Disney trip. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, we can totally get them set up. And I, you know, being a runner, being somebody who's got got a lot of the medals hanging on the walls, I've I've been there and done that for a lot of the I've stayed at a lot of the hotels uh, and they all have positives and negatives for race weekends. But uh, yeah, we'll get you in a great spot. But I I appreciate that because uh, that's I love working with runners because runners are a special breed. They're very type A. (laughs) True. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I like that because when you got somebody that knows what they want and they have expectations, it's a lot easier. You know, yeah. somebody's just like, I don't care. Well, we got to care a little, you know, let's let's, uh, let's have some place to start from. So, yeah, the good stuff. And <laughs> your podcast, the Be Our Guest podcast with Pam and Ricky, that is a great dose of Disney, especially now when we are not able to go to the Disney parks. So I highly recommend that available wherever podcasts are served, or you could find out more at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thank you. Yes, we're uh, keeping them going. And actually we're going, uh, we have podcasts seven days a week. Now they're not always on the feed. We're doing about three or four. Well, we always do three. So we probably got uh, between five and six on the feed right now. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we're having Colin shows every night, just checking to see how everybody's doing, talking about life and uh, trying to fill that void because yeah. we don't have Disney parks right now. So I love the virtual happy hours. Let me tell you, <laughs> I'm on board with right. that. So <laughs> and, and you'll occasionally see the Run, Eat, Drink podcast pop up in the, in your in your uh, chat there. So that's because yeah. yeah, we're we're addicts and yeah. avid fans. So. Yes. And you I just celebrated what, 12 years of the podcast? Is that right? Yeah, our birthday. We did. Uh, we're in our thirteenth year now. The the twelfth uh, birthday was in mid March, and with all this going on, we didn't even have a chance really to uh, to mention it. But yeah, we're just we're trucking right on seventeen hundred so episodes, and it's it's just awesome because wow. you know when you get to go to the parks now, you get to see folks that listen to the show. A lot mm-hmm. of folks have become you know like family, and you guys get it with runners. There's oh, just yeah. that camaraderie. You get to cheer each other on the course. It's amazing. So I can't wait. We're going to have to get down there at the same race weekend. Like we ace. will. Absolutely. We will. We want to make it happen. We're going to link to the travel agency, the podcast, the podcast website. We will be in those virtual chats during the virtual happy hours uh, during this time where we can't really live Disney, but we drink, we, we bring Disney home a little bit, hopefully. And we want to thank you for helping us on the Run, Eat, Drink podcast bring a little Disney, run Disney home today. Well, anytime. And, you know, I, I know it is the Star Wars weekend or what would have been. So everybody yeah. get out there, wear your Jedi robe, yeah. go run miles and you know uh, i don't know tell somebody the force is with them on the on the way you know what can you do (laughs) hey may the force be with you we have spoken this This is the way is the way so so mr mike rallman from the br guest podcast from the magic for less thank you so much for helping us try to celebrate disney a little bit here on the show today it's my pleasure i love what you guys do and uh, thanks for having me on take care I just had a fantastic time with him. Mike is such an all-around great guy, and he just, I'm so excited to eventually be at a Run Disney event with him. Yeah, he does a great job of just embracing the whole Disney experience and being an enormous Disney fan himself as well as a runner. You you can tell that he just is is like a kid there at the parks during the runs. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he's been able to turn that passion for Disney into his career, I think is just fantastic. And it really comes through in talking with him. And hey, a special nod to him because as a former English teacher, 
And I know for many, many years, I think for 17 years, he was a teacher himself. So a nod to you, sir, for your years in education. And I'm so glad to see that your passion for Disney is now your current profession. That's awesome. Hopefully we'll be able to run with you one day. Soon. Very soon. But in the meantime, we need to keep our energy levels up. And what better way to do that than with a cup of amazing coffee? And you found this roastery from which we got our coffee this week that we've been sipping on really since we've done this interview, um, making French presses of Mm -hmm. various flavors. Oh, Expedition Roasters. Expedition Roasters. Uh, Eric Cantor is the proprietor. Is He is so passionate about Disney and coffee, and he was so gracious with his time and also with a special bonus for the Runcation Nation if you hang out to the end of the interview. Yeah, and we're not going to give that away, so... Mm-hmm. We're going to go ahead and get right into the interview with Eric. We think you're going to love it because this guy is just as passionate about Disney as he is about coffee, and he's got some amazing stuff to talk about. So let's get to it. Well, as we head into the drink portion of our show, we are joined by a very special guest. We have Eric Cantor of Expedition Roasters Coffee Company at ExpeditionRoasters.com. Eric, welcome to our show. Oh, thank you for having me on. We are so excited to have you on because if anybody has looked at any of our social media channels, we love two things. Well, I mean, we, we love running, eating, and drinking coffee, Coffee is, is a major component. A major component of our day. And we love running Disney. And we hear that you love these two things too. Yeah, uh, especially the coffee and Disney portion of it. <laughs> <laughs> Not so Maybe, much the running. I've no. never been a big runner. <laughs> well, we have to tell you, this this particular show celebrates Disney because this past weekend we would have been at Walt Disney World running the Star Wars Rival Run Challenge, which is a 10K and a half. And so we would have been sipping coffee and been in the happiest place on earth. But you are helping us, as you call it, brew our happy place here at home because that race was canceled. So we thank you for coming on the show. Oh, you're quite welcome. So we tell everybody a little bit about Expedition Roasters. Uh, Well, we're a small batch uh, coffee company. And what we decided to do was bring our love of Disney along with our, you know, passion for making great coffees and come up with themed coffees. So that way uh, we work with uh, different artists uh, that hopefully bring that style and feel of, you know, an attraction poster to our bags. Mm. And then we also add, uh, you know, a nice little story to the back to go along to tie in the whole theme. And if it's a flavored coffee, hopefully it's something that, you know, fits well with that theme. Uh, as well as we also have, you know, some regular coffees, a uh, breakfast blend, you know, a normal Colombian and of course a, a dark roast, but those all all tie into our, our themes that we're trying to do. So it's a complete package of having art, a story, the, of course, aroma once you open the bag, and mm. finally, of course, drinking the coffee and uh, and, and that taste, uh, which we try and not over-flavor our flavored coffees. So, you know, otherwise we'd just be hiding, you know, a, a great roast that, that, we're, uh, that we're hopefully making for everyone. You, you have a dark side roast? Yes, we do. And of course, you know what that's theme too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, speaking of the weekend and what we would have been doing at Disney. So that could help us bring a little bit of Disney home. That that artwork looks awesome. Do you have different artists on each design for each bag or is it the same artist? Uh, no, we have different artists. Uh, we've worked with, I believe, about four different artists right now. Um 
one of our artists does a lot of our bags for us. He's been along uh, with us the, the longest, Mario Graziati, and he's done a, a major portion of them. Um, but the Dark Side Roast uh, was done by Rob Yo, who's done a couple of other bags as well. Oh, my goodness. I mean, all of the artwork, just looking at it on your website, it just takes us to unique attractions all over Walt Disney World and Disneyland. I mean, but even the theme of your company, Expedition Roasters, when when we opened up our sampler pack and we opened up our uh, bag that we got uh, of Main Street, we were immediately transported to the the front of the castle. That is just incredible. Well, that's what we try to do. Hopefully, you know, bring you to that either attraction or place or, uh, or like I said, or, or theme. So, you know, you can have a little bit of that magic at home. Like ghoulish delight and you have... Simply sinful chocolate raspberry. Yeah. Prospector's roast. Gold Rush Churro, and what I'm literally drinking as we're recording this, Main Street, USA, Colombian. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that one, Main Street, Colombian. Uh, that one is a straight Colombian uh, coffee. It's not a blend. A lot of our other coffees are, uh, are blends. Uh, so that way we're able to bring in, you know, uh, a little bit of different flavor to it. But the Colombian is a straight Colombian from a single origin. So it all mm. comes from one farm. Uh, and that way you're getting, you know, hopefully the best uh, taste and, and cup out of a Colombian coffee that you can. And we figured that was something that Walt, you know, would have uh, hopefully mm. drank on Main Street. And, uh, you know, that was kind of the standard coffee back then. So that's why we went with the Main Street theme. I think that's such a great idea. There's so many people that might be a little bit overwhelmed by flavored coffees. They're a little bit afraid to try them or they think that they're they're um, they're not, quote unquote, real coffee. But that Main Street Colombian, I'm having it now in a French press is how we, we prepared our coffee here this afternoon as we're recording and it is so smooth mm. no real acidity just a a really rich flavor but very balanced very just again smooth is what comes to mind yeah and that's what we try and carry through through all our uh, coffees whether it's you know uh colombian whether it's a dark roast or like i said in, in our flavors it's you know Trying to be a nice, smooth blend, you know, no bitterness or anything to it, and again, not overpowering with the uh, with the flavoring because we don't use, you know, cheap kind of, you know, chemical type flavoring. It's, mm-hmm. it's all, uh, you know, high quality and stuff like that, premium, you know, uh, flavoring as well as to go on with, you know, the premium quality beans that we use. So hopefully, it comes across, you know, that it's that it's a really good cup of coffee all the way around. Which one is your favorite to drink? Uh, I usually go with the Route 66, uh, our morning uh, blend, mm-hmm. and that, that's always a good one. You know, I, that's my go-to one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually not a big flavored coffee drinker. My wife, yeah. who's the other half of Expedition Roasters, is. Ah. Uh, it, it's kind of weird. We actually started off with a flavored coffee. Uh, our Skipper's Brew, which is a banana flavor. Uh, that was actually our first one uh, that we came up with, and it's kind of grown from there that we've been come to be known as, you know, kind of a flavored coffee company, but also kind of wild or strange ones that you may not be able to get, you know, anywhere else. But I'm more of a normal, you know, uh, regular roast, not non-flavored, and uh, we've got some other ones coming out as well, uh, like a uh, straight Guatemalan and stuff like that that we're that we're looking to, to release in in the upcoming year. Well, I'm super excited for that. I, I think that I'm very much like you. I prefer a, a more traditional cup. I, I don't tend to default to the flavored coffees. And but that said, I actually had the Skipper's Brew this morning. That and then that is a jungle banana pie. And I was amazed at the fact that the banana flavor and what I was detecting is hint of graham cracker. And I maybe that was my brain putting that in there, but oh. 
That's what came across yeah, there's, to there's me. A, there's a hint of cinnamon in there to go along with the, the banana. And like I said, it's actually one of our most popular flavors and, and our oh. original one, our original coffee. And a lot of people are afraid to try it because like, oh, banana really in a coffee? How's mm. that going to taste? Or they think it's going to taste maybe like, you know, that banana taffy. It's subtle kinda, though. You know, flavor. But yeah, it's like all of them. It, it's subtle and it, and it works. I I had this morning. Now, I think we are very much like you all, like you and your wife, because I am into the flavors. And I had this, this morning, I had the Prospector's Roast Gold Rush Churro. What's your inspiration for that one? Uh, well, that one, it's, again, just love the attraction itself. Uh, so wanted to do, you know, some type of nod to that. And, you know, we figured, okay, you know, definitely mining and stuff. So we figured we'd have to tie something in with that. You know, the prospect would be mining something. What if, you know, he brought his churros with him and there was an explosion and the churro ended up in the coffee after the explosion in the campfire coffee? You know, kind of kind of a story like that is what we went with. And so that was the inspiration. And again, bringing a little bit of that snack, which is usually found over in that you know in that land with the knot so oh that was our inspiration for that theming frontierland frontierland and the the wildest coffee in the wilderness that is one of my favorite attractions so i think that that stands to reason that it's one of my favorites from the sampler pack that we ordered from expedition roasters yeah yeah definitely uh one of our our big sellers as well. It's one of our newer ones, and oh. especially now, people think missing the parks. <laughs> oh. They're uh, they're 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 ordering a lot of the churro. I was going to say, I hope that now that, uh, or sadly, we all can't go and enjoy the parks, but I hope that now that we're not able to that you're seeing some people say well i'm going to bring some disney home and they're ordering the fact that you have a sampler pack that enables coffee fans to taste their way through your collection of coffees is a really great way for them to sample what you have to offer yeah and we're actually uh i think we just sold out of the last of our sampler pack no and we're going to be yeah, we're going to be redoing them. Uh, we had two different ones, oh. and I think we're going to again change them up again. So we, uh, you know, because we constantly have new coffees coming out or new flavors coming out. Mm-hmm. So we're going to, look to change it up again, and we're working on that now. So it might take a little bit to get our sample packs back, but they they will be coming back, and with new, you know, new range of coffees in, in those samplers. Yeah, this one I loved because it had the the one you started with back in 2014 with the skipper's brew and then also you said it was the newer one the churro and we also in our sampler pack had the enchanted tiki coconut and the fortune and glory bourbon streusel which are incredible part of our adventure pack there then (laughs) oh so now you said you have a, a couple of different ones you'll be bringing back yeah, we had the adventures uh, sample pack, which was more on, you know, the, of course, the adventure theme ones. And then we also had a fantasy pack mm. uh, that was more on that side. Mm-hmm. And like that, we'll be changing them up again. So who knows what we'll come out with, uh, with, with something different uh, to try and, you know, change up the coffees again. But yeah, that's uh, the tiki right now. Uh, Enchanted tiki coconut is big in the spring and summertime, mm. uh, especially ice. A lot of people make our coffees iced Ooh. as well. So. That that's that's a big one right right now for us. Now, nice. now, just a insider tip: Do you recommend doing that as a like a cold steeped process, or brewing it hot and pouring it over ice? Uh, usually, we do the quick and simple method. Yeah, brewing it hot, just pouring it over ice. Our coffees are you know strong enough to stand up to that little bit of watering down of, of the ice, and that's mm. the easiest way for everyone to make it at home. But you know, if you want to cold steep it as well, that's you know. Definitely do it that way. Uh, it just takes a little bit longer, but we want that quick, quick iced coffee fix. That that's the easiest way to do it. And you grind all of yours when you ship them in these. Um... Yeah, we do a medium grind uh, for the most part, um, but we are going to start offering because we've been asked. We've had a lot of uh, requests for whole bean. Mm-hmm. So in the next uh, few weeks, hopefully, we'll start with a couple of our more popular uh, coffees and we'll offer whole bean options. So that way people can uh, can grind them at home as well. 
nuts and you also have decaf varieties. Do you have them for all of the flavors and the non-flavored varieties? Uh, we don't have any in the non-flavored. We carry mm-hmm. a little more than half of our flavored coffees in the decaf. Basically, as we get requests, we'll mm-hmm. bring them on in the decaf because uh, we do have people that, you know, maybe can't have the caffeine for one reason or another or mm. like enjoying, you know, before uh, bed or later at night after dinner, sure. having a you know decaf version of it. And we make them the same way we do our caffeinated ones, so they don't really taste any different. Sometimes, you know, decaf tastes way different than a normal roast. Sure. But we do it the same way, so you get the same taste, whether it's decaf or regular. You also have tea available. I mean, we we have a we have a big connection with our coffee drinkers out there in the podcast listening audience, but we also have tea drinkers that listen to the show and and you have that as well. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, yeah, we had, you know, of course, again, we started out with coffee and then had a bunch of people saying, Hey, you know, I love what you're doing, but I don't like coffee or can't have it. You know, can you do tea? So that's where we started last year, uh, bringing on a few teas. And again, we'll be expanding that this year as well with bringing on a, a few more. Uh, one we're going to bring on actually as uh, it's meant to be made as an iced tea. Uh, so it'll be a, a, a cold steep one. Oh, okay. And and those are all Disney-themed and Disney-inspired as well. Yeah, the, all our teas right now are, uh, are Disney-inspired. And, you know, as our coffees, you know, we do have some other ones that are not specifically, you know, with Disney, but still theme park and pop culture-inspired, which is what our, you know, what our brand is all about. That's fantastic. So let me ask you. Uh, clearly you are a bit of a Disney fan. Um, when you go to the parks, if our listeners are looking for an amazing cup and they can't, maybe they, they drank all of their Expedition Roasters coffee on the way to the park, <laughs> but they're in the park now and they need to get a cup. Is there a specific place that you like to go for a cup of coffee or tea while you're there? Uh, it depends. Um, I'm not a big fan of the normal park coffee there. So Uh. I'll usually grab a cup of Starbucks again, not, Mm -hmm. not my go-to cup normally either, you know, Mm. home, uh, but usually, uh, just the regular ice, uh, coffee from Starbucks is usually what we hit when we're in the parks if if need be. But again, we usually bring ours with us to the hotels and uh, when we stay there and we also ship direct to the resorts as well for people to enjoy it in there yep yeah we can we do that as well um that's one of the options that we offer on shipping and doesn't have to be just that you know maybe a a disney theme park it could be you know anywhere we'll we'll ship any resort or hotel well the reason we ask is that we in running the disney races oftentimes we have to get up so early it's like usually a 2 a.m wake up oh yeah and a lot of times (laughs) at that point you're stuck with whatever hotel room coffee you might have and usually that's um, those those stale packs that are in the little foil thing, and it's the little flat uh, filter pack that's you know, tastes like cardboard. They're not they're not great. So we've gotten to, into the habit of bringing coffee with us at this point, and now knowing that you guys will ship to the hotel, mm-hmm. what a great service you're offering there. Yeah, and being that a lot of the hotels there and the rooms now have the uh, have switched back over to the Carrig, you know, single oh, yeah. uh, serve style. We also throw in for free uh, one of our reusable uh, K-cup pods anytime you order something that's being shipped to one of the resorts. So that way you can use it right in the room. That is so smart. Yeah, and they have spoons on their website. You have spoons on their website and you have mugs. Well, I love your mug, by the way. That, yeah. that mug is just killer. Yes, that, that's our newest one that we just came out with. Uh, we just sold out of our, our other version, uh, our last version. This is our new one. Mm-hmm. And we keep changing the mugs up you know, as, as we go. Well, you'll, you'll be getting an order for two more of those mugs oh, very yes. soon because those are just <laughs> awesome looking. And I love a tin mug. Those are just great to drink out of. Oh, for sure. So when you go to the parks, what's your, uh, what's your favorite park? What's your favorite ride? Uh, we actually, like I said, on the, growing up on the East Coast, you know, Disney World was mm. our go-to park, absolutely, uh, and and whatnot. You know, but 
in the past about 20, uh, sorry, about 10 years, we've been going to Disneyland more often than not. Uh, Walt's original park, just fell in love with it when we went out there. And uh, so, and then there's a lot more to do out there as well, besides being, you know, stuck in the Disney bubble there. Sure. Uh, sure. But yeah, our go-to, of course, attraction is Jungle Cruise. Oh, it's it's our favorite and why we themed our first coffee towards that. Uh, So that we have to hit definitely every time. That is, I think that's, that's so classically Disney. It has the Jungle Cruise. Yeah. Yes. Although, I mean, Slinky Dog Dash is a she's a a recent convert. It's a it's a great contender because it brings you back to childhood. (laughs) Have you been able to ride that one? No, not yet. Uh, We've we're planning to go down again. We were supposed to be down there, but now we're closed, so we missed out on that because we were supposed to be down there in June. So. Yeah. We canceled that for right now, and then we'll see what how things go. And when you go to the parks, you is that where you draw your inspiration for any new um, coffees and teas that you add to your line? Uh, yeah, it comes from a lot of different places. Um, it's either maybe when we're at the parks, uh, whether it's a Disney park or you know Universal, someone will say, "Oh, that that that's kind of neat." Uh, sometimes it comes from that. Sometimes it comes from just a roast or a flavor will be, you know, coming up with or thinking of like, oh, that would go great with, with this theming. And a lot of times, you know, we love hearing from our fans and customers and they'll, you know, they've been great uh, on social media with us and saying, yeah. hey, how about this or that? And, you know, we get a lot of inspiration from them. And again, we're making it for you guys. So, you know, if, if we can make something that that's requested, you know, we'll absolutely try and do that. So people who share the love of Disney and the love of coffee or tea from Expedition Roasters, if they share on social media, do you have a special hashtag there? Uh, We just asked them to use uh, hashtag Expedition Roasters. Mm -hmm. And you're, I mean, you're everywhere. You're on Facebook, you're on Twitter, you're on Instagram, everywhere. Yeah, you can find us. You know, pretty much everywhere, you know, at Expedition Roasters, except for Twitter, which is at, uh, uh, excuse me, at Expedition Roast, because we can't fit the last couple of letters in our name. Sure. <laughs> we're the same way. We're Runny Drink <laughs> Podcast everywhere, but then we're Runny Drink Pod on Twitter. So, <laughs> so, yeah. So, if people want to order your coffees that are part of the Runcation Nation and part of the Runny Drink Podcast audience... How can they find you? Uh, you can just head right over to our site. It's expeditionroasters.com. And, uh, you know, search through. We have coffees, teas, mugs. And, again, we have apparel as well, as well as some art prints. Uh, and be sure to use that checkout uh, special code just for you guys. It's RED15, R-E-D-1-5. And that will get you 15% off your entire order with us. That is so kind of you. Yes. And I am certain that the members of the Runcation Nation are going to love that. Save 15% on these amazing coffees. They are, I I think that your attention to detail, the fact Mm. that you go from beginning to end with the unpackaging. When we opened ours and I saw that we had the postcard that had like, it looked like a a telegram on one side and a postcard on the other, going along with the the beautiful packaging Mm -hmm. and the stories on the backs of these coffees. It's starts your experience from beginning to end and it is just fantastic and our listeners are going to love it and i especially think at this point in time where we can't get our disney fix like you said by traveling to the disney parks so this will help our listeners bring a little bit of disney home well that's what we uh strive to do is you know help you uh, brew a little bit of that magic at home and uh, especially during these times. We want to brew our happy place with Expedition Roasters. And Eric, we can't thank you enough for coming on the Runny Drink Podcast. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. You know what? I am so happy that Jen, running through Wonderland Jen on Instagram, 
introduced us to Expedition Roasters. Yeah, it was just a suggestion that came up in one of our lives on Instagram and that was so fantastic. And the coffees are amazing. The artwork on the bags is fantastic. The fact that you can get some of the artwork as prints, I think, is really pretty cool too. But we didn't even ask Eric to do a promo code and he was gracious enough to voluntarily offer that promo code red 15 to get you 15% off of your order of coffee from expedition roasters. How awesome is that? And I love how he says that you can get the, the Carrig, the K cup Mm -hmm. to actually have this coffee at Disney. Anytime you go. There's nothing worse than hotel room coffee, and by doing this, you're able to actually salvage the hotel room coffee experience and have something that's actually really good. Pre-race coffee is so important. It is so important, and we have choked down some really bad uh, hotel room coffee in over the years, and now that we're able to do something like this, it's going to be so much better. I can't wait. So that promo code, Eric, we cannot thank you enough. That red 15 for 15% off. Members of the Runcation Nation, if you take advantage of that, let us know. Show us what you got. Yeah. Tag us. We'd love to see your orders and, and see those the art, beautiful artwork on those coffee bags. Yeah. So next week, we're going to be talking about something that's Disney adjacent, although mm. a different flavor of Disney. Yes. We're going to our Marvel roots a little bit. Yes, we are. It's the Gauntlet Challenge 60K, and more to come about that next week. We teased it over on one of our lives. We showed off the medal, but we'll, uh, we'll fill you in completely and tell you how that challenge is going. Mm-hmm. But until then, what we're looking for you folks to do is help us out. We want you to share a fun virtual race or a race that we should run that you know about when all of this is over. Leave us a one-minute message with your name, where you're from, and what you want to share with us by recording a quick audio clip on your mobile device on like the voice recording app and then Mm. email it to info at runeatdrink.net or go old school. Call us at 941 Six seven seven two seven three three, and leave us a voicemail. That's nine four one six seven seven two seven three three, and we will make you Runny Drink Podcast famous. Absolutely. That wraps up this oversized episode that helped us bring some Run Disney home. We cannot thank you enough, Mr. Mike Rallman of the Be Our Guest Podcast and Eric Cantor of Expedition Roasters. We are eternally grateful. You really helped us with our FOMO. Yeah, so thank you for that. But for now... We hope that this podcast episode found you well and safe and... Until next week, I'm Amy. And I'm Dana. And we will talk to you really soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having a great third year because of your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Run, Eat, Drink podcast. And on Twitter, we're at Run, Eat, Drink pod. You can also give us a call at 941 677 2733 or shoot us an email at info at Visit our website at runeatdrink.net and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Accomplish, explore, and indulge right along with us. We'll talk to you next time.